Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be back in God's house again this evening. I don't know about you, but the Lord has been challenging me with that message this morning. And trust He has you as well. The order of the service will be a little different this evening, as you've already been aware that this will be a candlelight testimony service. So we'll, uh, we'll open with prayer here in just a few moments and have a song and uh, have a time of prayer. And then after which we'll have testimonies and you'll get to see the order of it. If you've forgotten since last year, we just take a candle and uh, come up and light it off the main candle as representation of the Lord lighting our lamp and uh, just take a few moments to reflect of the many things that God has blessed and helped us with in the year past and uh, the hope of the year in the future or the year that we're already in. <laughs> we normally do this a little closer to New Year's time, uh, but it is good to be able to take, take a few moments to reflect and see, how, see what great things God has done in our hearts and in our lives. And so my heart's been looking forward to it. I'm always encouraged to be reminded what the Lord has done for me and hear what he's done for each one of you. And so we've been looking forward to this service for quite a while. Uh, we're saddened by those that are not able to be here tonight. Let's remember those in prayer as we open. Let's stand tonight and ask God to bless this time together. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house, your temple made with brick and mortar. We thank you, Lord, that you've come down to earth to bring your salvation, to dwell in our hearts, in a temple that's not made with hands. We thank you, Jesus, that you can dwell with us throughout this week. We pray, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts for the week that lies ahead. Thank you for the truth that you pressed upon our hearts this morning and the challenge that was there. We ask, Lord, in this service that your name would be glorified above all else. May our focus not be upon ourselves, but may our focus be upon you and the great things and the, the many things that you've helped us with and encourage us along the way. We thank you that you care about the little things, but we're here to give you glory, here to reflect your strength in our life. We praise you and ask that your name will be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Trust you're ready to worship the Lord in song as our sister comes to lead us in song tonight. Before I begin, I want to make a correction about something that I said in regard to Frances Havergal this morning. I said she was saved at four years of age. She was reading the Bible and memorizing scripture at that age, but I don't believe she got saved till she was about 15, so I just wanted to make that little correction. <clears throat> all right, I'd like to begin this evening with number 92, All the Way My Savior Leads. We have a dependable one who will lead us through this coming year if we'll follow him. <clears throat> Shall we stand together as we sing number 92? Before 
Lo, a spring of joy I see Gushing from the rock before me Lo, a spring of joy I see All the way my Savior leads me All the fullness of His love Perfect rest to me is promised In my Father's house above When my spirit clothed in mortal Wings its flight to realms of day This my song through endless ages Jesus led me all the way. This my song through endless ages. Jesus led me all the way. Let's sing the first verse again. All the way my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy Who through life has been my guide Heavenly peace, divinest comfort Here by faith in him to dwell For I know whate'er befall me Jesus doeth be seated. Thank you for your good singing. <clears throat> Thank the Lord that his hand is there to lead us every step of the way. Praise his holy name. Well, we want to go to the Lord in prayer this evening. I believe Brother Mike has a poem to read. He read it, I think, a couple weeks ago, and it was good. thought it would be fitting to read it again, challenge our hearts. Brother Mike. Some of you weren't here when I read it a couple weeks ago. The author is unknown, and the Lord led me to this. No New Year's resolution. Instead of making a New Year's resolution, consider committing to a biblical solution. Your promises are easily broken, empty words, though earnestly spoken. But God's word transforms the soul by his Holy Spirit, making you whole. As you spend time alone with him, he will change you from within. Dear Master, for this coming year, just one request I bring. I do not pray for happiness or any earthly thing. I do not ask to understand the way thou leadest me. But this I ask, teach me to do the things that pleaseth thee. I want to know thy guiding voice to walk with thee each day. Dear Master, make me swift to hear and ready to obey. And thus this new year I now begin, a happy year will be if I am seeking just to do the things that pleaseth thee. My heart was drawn just to Dwell a few moments on James chapter 4, verse 14. You can turn there if you want. Just for a few moments, I want us to look and reflect. James has been known, if you've read the book of James very much, you know that sometimes he can come across very blunt. <laughs> some people don't like blunt things. But sometimes we do need some serious talk, some serious uh, truth shared to our hearts to challenge us. And as one person told me, I said, you know, sometimes people need some tough love once in a while. <laughs> My mom used to give me some tough love once in a while, some serious talk. My dad did that too. My dad actually had leukemia when he was a young man, 
and a teenager in some of his uh, childhood and teenage years he had leukemia and almost died from it it's a miracle my dad is still alive the Lord healed him he was at the doctors and the doctors did all that they could and uh, my grandpa said I feel like the Lord is gonna heal him I said I'm gonna take him from the hospital and my uh, grandpa said the doctor said if you do that he said it's as good as wishing death upon him he said if you're on the way home taking him from the hospital and you'd have a car accident and bump him uh, even in a seat belt he said he'd bleed to death right there on the spot because his uh, platelets were so low and even my grandmother was against it said don't take him out of the hospital he's gonna die and my grandpa said I just feel like the Lord is gonna heal him and uh, all the family was against him everybody else was against him but he had a promise from the Lord and he took took my dad got him out of the hospital and took pillows and put around him and put seat belts in and put him across the back uh, seat of the old car maybe a station wagon and took him back to the house and prayed over him and uh, the Lord did heal him took him back by the old uh, pump house I think it was down over the hill and he said uh, my dad still talks and gets teared up talking about how the Lord touched him in a special way and my, of course my dad is still alive I wouldn't be here if he wasn't so you know how the end of the story ended uh, but my, grandpa, my grandpa for many years wasn't able to spank my dad and a lot of times uh, my dad was very tender hearted and many times when he wasn't able to get a spanking because of his physical condition my grandpa would give him a serious talking to <laughs> and the Lord worked through that but we need serious talking to once in a while and this serious thought tonight is just that life is just a vapor he says in verse number 14 of James chapter 4 whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away he goes on to say that you should make your plans according to God's will and make sure that you don't make any plans that's too firm that you can't say if the Lord so will he said that should be our attitude if the Lord will I'm gonna do this if the Lord so will if the Lord willing we, we get the coin the phrase Lord willing I'll see you tomorrow or Lord willing I'm planning to go here planning to go there and I thought many times talking to my wife and say I'll be home or I'm coming over and say Lord willing, you know, if the Lord so will, it's got to be according to His will. Life is so fragile. I was talking to a gentleman the other day. Of course, you can do it when it's cold. But I said, you know, the Bible says life is just a vapor. And I went like that. I said, there it is. Now look, it's gone already. And that's what James is getting us to understand is how short this time here on earth is. Um, I think something that stuck out to me is when I met uh, Lee Forrest. He's passed away now. We prayed for his soul. I don't know if he made it or not. We felt like we had a promise for his salvation, even though we never seen any evidence that he got saved. But there at the nursing home where we have the nursing home ministry, I think he was 104 or 105. And uh, I guess when you get to be that old, one or two years, if you get if you forget uh, what when it is, I said that's probably okay. <laughs> but uh, I said, Lee, I said, uh, how long? I said you you've lived over 100 years, and I said how long does it seem? You know, what, what, what seems, does it seem like it's been a long time? And he said, no. He said, it seems like just yesterday I was a kid. You're a man that's been blessed with long life. 105 years old, probably longer than many of us or maybe any of us here will live. But just seems like it's just a vapor. And we need to be ready. We need to live ready. And uh, well, we won't have regrets in eternity if we live ready. And we, we live each day, as the one song says, live with eternity's values in view. Well, that's pretty good. So may the Lord challenge our hearts in this year to do more for Him, to live more for Him, and as the message this morning, to fast and pray and be ready whatever may come our way. Thank the Lord. So good to see each one of you here. This is a special service, and I've been looking forward to it for a while. If Brother Mike will uh, get up and dim the lights there in the back, I'll go ahead and light the candle. Uh, Jeremy, would you like to come up and help hand out the
given to me in this past year. And, uh, many blessings that I uh, just never thought. I guess things that I didn't even ask the Lord for. And uh, there was some time in my life where I was seeking a relationship and seeking to try to find that special one, you know, that God had planned for me. And it seemed like there was too many opportunities and it didn't seem like I could find the right one. I said, Lord, there's too many ladies out there. And I said, I don't have enough time in life to even uh, try to understand each one and try to figure out who the right one is. And I said, who is it that finds a, a virtuous woman? And well, the answer to that question is the Lord. The Lord can find them. And uh, here she is. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful for a woman who, if my light does go out, she would be able to be there to help me. But uh, I'm so thankful for the Lord's blessings on my life. For a wife, we got married April 10th, and uh, marriage is a lot better than I thought it would be. It was worth waiting for. I I uh, don't make light of this. I, it's no glory to ourselves. The Lord has given us the strength, but um, we were both virgins when we got married, and I have no regrets about that, and she doesn't either. And if I can give any advice to any young people, I know we've only got a few, few young ones here, but wait, wait until... It's God's timing. And uh, God will honor that. God will bless that. And we don't have any regrets about that. It's through the Lord's strength that He helped us. And I'm thankful for Micah and her desire to serve the Lord and her companionship and her encouragement. And uh, I've said before, when I felt like the Lord called me, uh, I shouldn't say I felt like the Lord called me, but I know for sure the Lord called me. I wasn't expecting it. It came as a shock to me. And Lord called me to pastor over here. And uh, I was hung up the phone and said, Lord, what did I just do? <laughs> I'm a single man, and how am I going to be able to minister to the ladies of the church, you know, with integrity? And I believe in practicing integrity. Uh, there's appropriate boundaries. And I said, how, how are the ladies going to be able to be ministered to a, a single man pastoring a church? Or would you send a wife? And of course, Mike and I were talking, but I, we didn't. Neither of us understood the timing of everything. The Lord worked that out, and here she is. And she, I believe, from my perspective, she makes a good pastor's wife. And we appreciate each one of you. Again, the pastor wasn't something on my radar that I was praying about wanting to go someplace and pastor a church. But the Lord gave me a promise years ago as a young man that if I would use my circle of influence for him, that he would expand that. And I asked the Lord one day, I said, Lord, you know, what can I do for you? said, uh, use what you have in your hands for my glory, and I'll give you more. I'll trust you with more. And he has done that. I'm, I'm humbled for the fact that you guys have entrusted me with pastoring and leading you. Uh, that's a tall responsibility. That's not something you just uh, wake up some morning and decide a career path. There's many people that do that, and I think that's why we see many broken churches and bad examples of hypocrisy in, in the pulpit. And I'm ashamed of that. And I hope that changes in my lifetime. As Mike and I pursued our relationship and talked about things, we, it's our desire uh, to encourage the church and encourage young people and disciple them. I think, I think we uh, need to grow in discipleship. And uh, that's been one of the desires of my heart. And I told her, I said, you know, how, how was it that it took us so long to find each other? And uh, so we need to change that in our lifetime if we can. Encourage the young people to be rooted and solid spiritually and uh, be preparing themselves to be that one uh, that God would choose to be a companion for that special woman as God. But from the church to my wife and uh, all your patience and your long suffering and your love that you pour out upon us and your generosity, we, we definitely feel blessed beyond what we deserve. And we're so very thankful. Still want to walk in the light and grow. I'm thankful for how he's drawn me and shown me new things in the scriptures and uh, challenged my heart and new and fresh. I don't want to I don't want to burn out. I don't want to grow stale. I don't want my fire to go out spiritually. Uh, but I want to continue to, to grow in new depths. And I know the Lord has better things for us in our walk with Him. just want to be that good example. And uh, my desire is not to be a good example so that you can look up to me necessarily. But be someone that helps other people find the Lord. And uh, there was a young man actually who was maybe going to visit this morning didn't make it because his grandbaby came, but 
you know, he may visit again sometime. But I told him, I said, you know, my goal is not to uh, build up, build a church that looks up to me as one person. Because I said, if your relationship with the Lord is through me, I could have a heart attack and be gone tomorrow. And where would you be at? But I want to encourage each person to have a strong relationship between them and their Savior. And that's my heart's desire. That's my heart's I'm thankful for the goodness of God in this last year, even though it's been such a crazy year. Um, there's so many things that I'm thankful for and how God's brought us through. And um, I've told some people that moving here and getting married and starting to pastor right in the middle of the pandemic made for a very strange experience. <laughs> but I'm so thankful for all you all's understanding and your love. And um, I've always felt so welcome, even when we couldn't give hugs and handshakes and everything. Um, but I'm thankful for how God is working in this church and to see people's examples and how they've reached out and prayed for others and stepped in when we needed somebody to step in and reach out. And you all are a blessing. We love you a lot. And I, we feel very blessed that God's called us here and that I got to come be here this last year. And um, along with that, I'm thankful for what God did in North Carolina and how he spoke to me in his heart last year and really worked in God tangibly speaking to somebody and changing their life has really increased my faith and to know that God is at work and He does speak. It's not just a thing of the past. Um, he's ready to work in people's hearts and I want in this coming year to draw close to the Lord and to cultivate a burden for the lost and uh, to really seek the Lord in prayer because I want to see Him change more lives like He has in Jesus. And um, I'm also very thankful that God spared my grandma this last year. Uh, it could have turned out so differently, and we don't really know um, how it could have turned out, except we just know God worked in lots of ways. And uh, it's been encouraging to see that, and we are very thankful to have her around. And even if she's not quite all the way better, she has come so far and a lot further than I would have expected. And I was just thinking of how her memory could have been affected and but she seems like her memory is just great. And I think that's amazing for the brain injury that she had. And um, I, too, am very thankful for getting married. <laughs> we waited a long time for that. And so thankful for the God and man that God gave me. And his desire to help souls is an inspiration to me. And thankful for how God worked that all out and brought us here. Amen. The challenge remember everything. And I don't want to take up too much time. Everybody needs to have time to share. But I am thankful for not only the church and how the Lord's helped me and encouraged me and challenged me through these times, uh, and also for a wife. And I, when we talked about getting married, even before I officially moved over here, we said we never wanted to try to raise children in town. We didn't want to live in the city. We wanted to live out in the country. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting to me how when your heart is surrendered to the Lord, how I can change the heart and uh, and the desires there. And uh, I, I love this little community. I really do. It feels like home. I told my wife the other day, I said, it just feels like I've always lived here. And uh, I'm not saying it's just because Leslie back there, but there are a lot of great people in this neighborhood. There are a lot of country folk. And I told one person, I said, what's better than country folk sprinkled throughout the rolling hills? I said, that's condensed all the good people in one spot. <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of good neighbors. So I'm thankful for a good community and uh, people that want to come together in times and not only through the tornado, which I wasn't here around the tornado time, but I still hear the stories about how people came together to help each other and different things that's developing in the community at this time, coming together. And uh, many blessings. Time fails, but I do praise the Lord for all that He's done. Yeah. Just take turns, I guess, in case you're wondering who's next, just take turns as you feel comfortable.
Please in him 
We still keep in touch with her. She lives in, uh, in uh, Watertown, South Dakota. And she was telling recently about a little girl that she taught when she was eight years old in Sunday school. And uh, I think it was the only time she taught that girl. Her parents moved over to Bulgaria. And they have lived in Bulgaria. She is now 16. But she has kept in touch with her Sunday school teacher. And she has a reach for God. She said that they've gone, I think she said, to a hundred churches over there and haven't found one that they really liked. They, they are a lot of, mostly Catholic people. But she has a reach in her heart for God. And she reads her Bible. And so recently, she and her father, they had gone over to live near her mother's parents. Her father came back at Christmas, around Christmas time to visit his parents. And so she asked if she could get together with this Sunday school teacher. And he arranged that they could meet in the restaurant. She said they got together and talked for three hours. Wow. And she has such a hungry heart. She says, uh, I, I know I get angry, and I shouldn't get angry. I have a little baby sister, and she gets fussy, and I get angry at her. But she says, I've heard that you can't live without sin. And my friend said that you can live without sin. And she tried to explain to her how the Lord can take that, that tendency or that nature in your heart until you won't be angry anymore. And she was just so hungry to hear about it. And I wanted to share that with you. Her name is Leah. You can pray for her as well as us. But it just made me realize how faithful God is to deal with hearts, even though they're so far from where they could have the truth and have a church. But God is so faithful. And I just wanted to mention that tonight uh, in honor of what he is able to do and what he's still doing in the God of earth.
he's taught me this year to lean more upon him. Thankful that he saves and sacrifices and keeps, even though it's been a rough year. The Lord has shown me so many things, places I can shore up more and where I can be more faithful to him. And thankful that even before Christmas, the song, He is Worthy, he is worthy has just gone through my mind so many times over and over again. And I don't ever want to forget that he is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. I just love him with all my heart. I want to continue to be what he wants me to be. Praise the Lord. He is Lord. He
and his body saved me and sanctifies me, and I want a closer walk with him in the future. And uh, as the preacher preached this morning, uh, I haven't fasted very much, and I, but in this new year, I hope to fast more and do his will, whatever it might be. I love him and I praise him. Let's talk about Jesus, the King of Kings to see, the Lord of Lords free throughout eternity. The great I am the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus.
surveys for the government ahead of pandemic that's affected me and my income and all that. And I can thankfully say the Lord took care of everything. I never had any worries, never lost an income or anything of that nature. And I know that's the Lord taking care of his own. And I'm still reminded every year that everything I can do today is physically and mentally impossible according to all the doctors I've seen growing up. And I'm thankful I found the true position. And he's still teaching me and helping me grow and learn and understand things that I should have learned growing up. And it hasn't been easy, but my full trust is in the Lord. And I'm thankful he gave me all of you that kind of keep me encouraged and even though I don't have a lot of understanding, you just kind of keep me encouraged and just kind of give me a reason to want to learn. Amen. And I'm thankful for the pastor and his wife. He's kind of a big help also. And I know the Lord's got big plans for me because I'm still here, which I should not be. And whatever he wants, that's what I want. And my full trust is in the Lord. And he, even at work, he gives me the strength to be who I am. And when all this negativity and all this other stuff goes on, I can just kind of be a light and just kind of... And they know. They know there's a difference. The new people come in. I don't have to tell them I'm a Christian. They just know. And that's the Lord. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm excited for this new year and to see what he has planned for me. And I'm going to follow what he wants. Because his way is always best. Praise the Lord. I'm going through. I'm going through. I'll pay the price, whatever others do. I'll take the way with the Lord's anointed
So God used me in a ministry to the homeless, a lot of homeless. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, one particular lady, she got her CDL license back from another state, but she had lost it. And I was able to help her get on the right track and get her son going and play football. And so um, they got back on the right track and now she's driving semi for a truck, uh, truck company, they down Hamilton. But anyway, um, I just want to thank the Lord for uh, the experiences he's given me. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And just in the last year, um, about three years ago, my fiance and I started talking on Facebook. Just as friends, didn't think any more of that. And uh, God did another miracle there. That's unbelievable. But um, so anyway, she started teaching kids in the Philippines uh, just in the last year uh, about the Bible. And their first introductory lesson to the Bible, uh, there was a guy, I think I already told this in church, I'm sorry if I'm repeating it. But JoJo was listening off in the distance, and he had used drugs several years back. He had been off drugs for about three years, but he had been severely brain damaged. And she said, hey, if you want to join the kids and listen closer, you can. So she invited him up, and he started listening. And the way I see it, the Holy Spirit grew even, you know, his interest, piqued his interest as to what is this about. And remember, this is the first introductory lesson to the Bible. So just like Jesus did when he walked the earth, there was a miracle that happened with him because when he, when she invited him to read Psalm 19, the kids all just started clapping like crazy and carrying on. And she, she had no idea that he shouldn't be able to read because he hadn't been able to read. But in the first part of the Psalm 19, I, I probably won't quote the scripture exactly, but uh, in the chapter 19 of the Psalms, uh, she had him start verse 7, but if you read, Prior to that, it kind of explains God's power, and it says His uh, His voice will go like, or His word will go like a lion into the world. And then I think verse four, somewhere in there, it says that uh, He will give languages to those that don't have languages. Well, that's pretty cool. When I started investigating what He had read, and so at verse seven it says, "I will make the simple wise." And that, at that point, when I heard that. You know, it makes you want to shout hallelujah because he was healed, you know, immediately. And that's what Jesus did, you know, in person on the earth years and years ago was he showed the power of God and through miracles that those children were, they were just shocked and were aghast. But it was an excellent example to them of the power of God. And so I just thank God for that. And JoJo now, every week when they meet, he reads something out of the Bible. He thinks he's a child, he doesn't realize how old he is. <laughs> but that's okay. And the children uh, really relate well with him and they accept him. And uh, before one of the miracles, how I got to go to the Philippines was an answer to prayer because actually what happened, I got to run, I, we were praying for more money, of course, and, and I got to run for, I think it's $270 to go to St. Mary's. And just to show you how odd it was that I would get the run, he was a veteran, so he went to the Veterans Administration. However, the Veterans Administration didn't have any hand doctors to work on his hand, because what actually had happened was his pinky knuckle was stuck in that position. So they had to go in there and cut like a V-shape, he explained, to be able to relieve that so he could straighten it out. But, so that meant that they sent him to Miami Valley. And of course, two or three doctors ended up getting in on that deal. But they did fix his finger. So because they were a Miami Valley customer, then Anton, who I worked for, that became their call. So I got to take him to St. Mary's and we talked about God. And uh, it was just so funny because my fiance was raised Catholic, which, you know, the St. Mary's thing kind of rung a bell to me, being set there. And he was a, uh, he was a Spanish guy, but he was a believer in God. So I saw that miracle happen and an answer to prayer that we will be able to meet each other. And so we were able to save up for that. I spent 18 days there with her and family and had a marvelous time. Uh, we went out on an island with diving and things and just a wonderful time. So I just thank God for all his miracles and I continue to see miracles every day. And she even said that she's gonna start uh, a daily report on the miracles because 
just recently her mother and her brother accepted Christ. She put them on three-way call, and she was able to translate, and they accepted Christ. Shortly after that, I think the next day, she witnessed the two women, 55 and 77, and that, those numbers mean something to me, but it wasn't mean to you. But, but anyway, uh, they accepted Christ also. So we're seeing a real movement, and she's been praying for her calling to be fulfilled, and she's found it. She said, Steve, I know why I could come to the U.S. I was meant to minister to my people. So just thank God for that. Amen. Amen. This little light of mine, I will let it shine. This little light of mine, I will let it shine. Let this little light of mine, I will let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan blow it out. thank the Lord. Amen. Brother Mike, you can turn the lights back on. You can blow out your candles. Don't let the Satan blow it out, but you can blow it out. <laughs> what many things the Lord has done. We are a blessed people, aren't we? Thank the Lord. Let's stand and dismiss with prayer. Once again, Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done. We enjoy talking about the wonderful things that you've done for us and the blessings that you've bestowed upon us, how you've helped us and strengthened us. And I know as we go back home, there's going to be other things that we'll wish we had said and given you glory for, but we give you glory right now for all of those other things too. Time would fail us here, Lord, but someday in glory, maybe we'll have the opportunity to testify again in heaven of the many things that you've done for us and how you helped us. Most of all, Lord, we pray that you would continue to give us the strength day by day that's needed to make it in that gate on the eastern shore. We praise your name. We ask that you would be with each one that's here. Bless us as we go about our ways. We pray that your presence would go with us. Pray that your presence would be with those who would love like to be here but couldn't make it. In Jesus' name we pray and to your glory. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>